I have a question. Are you mowing in the dark? Welcome back to the Mowing in the Dark podcast. I am your host, Aaron Sutter. Thank you for tuning in to another Faith Friday episode. Guys, I have just a quick update. If you've been listening to the other episodes of the podcast, you know I've been talking about this dealer, this Toro dealer that I've been working with. My Toro Multiforce has been down for a week and a half, going on two weeks here. And I got a call today from them, which was really surprising because the lady told me that it would be another week, but it's only been a day. So I got a call from this lady today saying that they were able to get my mower in surprisingly and get it looked at. It sounds like it's a it's a, some sort of seal that's bad. Um, it's going to cost me 450 bucks to get it replaced. And she also said that my, uh, my PTO was rattling. So they're going to add that to the, they're going to take a look at it and they're going to give me a call on a price on that. Um, so they haven't started working on it yet, but I guess the mechanic or something was out today. I don't know. Seems to be out a lot. So that's just a little update that, the mower is on its way to being fixed finally uh, after a week and a half. So that's wonderful news. Also, I'm going to be heading to another state here tomorrow morning, early, bright and early tomorrow morning to pick up a new machine that I am purchasing. And I think you guys will all be pleasantly surprised by what I pick up. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to show it to you. So I, if you guys follow me along on YouTube at uh, Lansing Lawn Service, I will be documenting the entire trip as best as I can because I will be having to drive and things like that. But uh, I'm just going to document the trip, take you along with me, and uh, you guys will be, if you watch the video, you'll be the first ones to see what machine I pick up. All right, guys, today is a Faith Friday episode, and as I always say, for every Faith Friday episode, that this is not an attempt to show how smart I am or how uh, anything. I'm here to learn just like you are. I, I, I'm, I'm not a Bible scholar. So the way we do this is I read an entire chapter in the Bible. We are in the book of Romans. If you haven't tuned into a Faith Friday episode before, we're in the book of Romans. We're going through the entire book, one chapter at a time, one verse at a time, and we are kind of breaking it down into bites. I mean, not bite-sized pieces. We're doing a chapter every episode. So uh, what I do is I read the chapter, then I go back to the beginning, and I kind of just give kind of a breakdown of each verse. Now, if I ever say something that doesn't sound right to you, please email me. I want to know if I'm wrong. I'm here to learn too. All right. I love differing opinions. If you have a differing opinion that I do, I'd love to hear it. Uh, you can email me at lansinglawnservice at gmail.com, or you can hit me up on Facebook. Uh, that would be under Aaron Sutter. 
and you can send me a message there. That's probably the best and fastest way that I'll get it. Uh, but then you can also hit me up on Instagram at Lansing Lawn Service. You can send me a message there. So these these Faith Friday episodes are not published on YouTube. So uh, if you have first found out about the podcast on YouTube, because I do record two of the episodes out of the three every week. Those are the lawn care episodes. Uh, I do record those for YouTube and I put them up on YouTube and you guys are more than welcome to watch those there. But the Faith Friday episodes I don't put on YouTube because YouTube has a very sensitive algorithm and if I start talking about other things than lawn care, it kind of hurts the channel. And so I've decided that if I do choose to post these on YouTube, I will start a completely different channel and do that. But for now, uh, these episodes are just podcast only. All right. So let's go ahead and jump into Romans chapter five. Now, please forgive me. Sometimes I stumble over my words as I read this. Uh, so just bear with me. I do try to edit out some of the stumbles just so it's more pleasant to listen to, but I don't always get them all. So it is what it is. Uh, I, I encourage you to listen along. If you're listening to this at home, if you would grab your Bible and read along, I'm reading out of the NIV. You can follow along with whatever translation you have. If you don't have a translation, you can go to a, a uh, website called BibleGateway.com. You can get any translation you want on there. Um, you, you can't download it, but it's there on online for free. So you can go there, look up Romans 5, and you can read along in the NIV, the King James, a, a whole bunch of different translations that I've never even heard of. So uh, if that's your fancy, that's your fancy. All right, so let's jump into this. Romans chapter 5. And this is Paul speaking. Paul wrote a letter to the church in Rome. All right, so here we go. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us, because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, whom he has given us. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if... When we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son. How much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? 
Not only is this so, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Therefore, just as sin entered the the world through one man, and death through sin, and in this way death came to all men, because because all sinned. For before the law was given, sin was in the world, but sin is not taken into account where there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even over those who did not sin by breaking a command, as did Adam, who was a pattern of the one to come. But the gift is not like the trespass. For if the many died by the trespass of the one man, how much more did God's grace and the gift that came by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to the many? Again, the gift of God is not like the result of the one man's sin. The judgment followed, followed one sin and, and brought condemnation. But the gift followed many trespasses and brought justification. For if, by the trespass of the one man, death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? Consequently, just as the result of one trespass was condemnation for all men, so also the result of one act of righteousness was justification that brings life for all men. For just as through the disobedience of the one man, the many were made sinners, so also through the obedience of the one man, the many will be made righteous. The law was added so that the trespass might increase, but where sin increased, grace increased all the more. So that just as sin reigned in death, so also grace might reign through righteousness to bring eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And that is the end of chapter 5. Y'all, this is some good stuff here in chapter 5. I got to tell you, Romans, if you haven't listened to the rest of the, the Romans chapters that we've done so far, Go back in the archives and listen to those because those are important to get the context of where we are right now. But I got to tell you, this this is some really good stuff. And some would say that it goes deep. I think, I guess I've been in the church my whole life, so it doesn't seem very deep to me, but it's good news for sure. All right, so let's start with chap- for, let's start with verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So, because we're justified, Paul talks as if we're kind of in a court, okay? That's where this justification word comes from. And we're justified, we're seen as as, um, as just, like we never broke the law. Okay, that's what Paul is saying here. Therefore, since we have been justified, we, we, we've never broken the law, through faith, we're justified through faith. 
That's the only way that we that God sees us as not breaking the law is if we have faith in him. We have peace with God. So if we have peace with God through faith, then that means that if we don't have peace with God, then we do not have peace with God. We have, what's the opposite of peace? It's uh, like chaos, really. I mean, we're, we're, it, it's like war in a sense. So either you're at peace with God or you're at war with God. Verse 2, through whom, so this is a continuation, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. So through Jesus Christ, we have, God has given us access to the grace. And we have access to grace by faith in Jesus Christ. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. So we have, we have peace, we have faith, we have peace, and we have hope. That's, that's the three things that stand out to me when we believe in Jesus Christ. It starts with faith, and through faith in Jesus Christ we have peace. And along with peace, we have hope. We have hope for the glory of God. Verse 3. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings. Now, I'm going to go off on just a little bit of a tangent here. Not too much, so stick with me here. Uh, We rejoice in our sufferings. Paul knew a lot about suffering. As Paul writes this, he's in prison. Or no, he's not in prison at this time. In other letters that he wrote, he was in prison. He's not in letters at this time. But Paul was shipwrecked twice. He was beaten within an inch of his life multiple times. He was stoned. I mean, it's... And and not like the, I got high stoned. Like, people threw large rocks at him. Okay? (laughs) So, I mean... Paul knew what suffering was. And today's church, especially the, the um, what do I want to call it? Sometimes it's the charismatic church, but I don't want to throw the charismatics under the bus because there's some really good, biblically sound, for the most part, charismatic churches. So I don't want to throw charismatics under the bus here. It, it's more the progressive church that I'm I'm kind of going after. The God is love people, the 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 gay affirming people, the church. You know, I mean, I love gay people, but I don't affirm their lifestyle in the church because it is completely contrary to the Word of God. I cannot do it. I can't. I, I've tried in the Word. I've tried to to justify the gay lifestyle you know and being in the in 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 relationship with Christ it it, it doesn't work i i've tried i've looked through the scripture it's it's not there it can't be done it it just can't it's not here 
So the 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 church, the the progressive church, loves to say that God wants you to be happy. He wants you to be healthy. He wants you to be free from from all misery. He wants you to have nice things. He wants you to be just he just this and that and and if you're going through a hard time, you must not have enough faith or or if you're sick, you must not have enough faith. And I've talked about this before. It's Paul says right here, not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings. This is Paul. Paul is suffering. You don't get out of suffering in this life. You don't. In fact, God brings that to us. Being a Christian pretty much means suffering. It means you're going to suffer. It means that bad things are going to happen because being a Christian is completely and totally and utterly contrary to the world. There is nothing about being a Christian that lines up with someone that is in the world who is an atheist who believes that we were created by a cosmic goo and just somehow, some way, this universe that we live in, that our planet Earth is in, somehow that goo turned into us, turned into you. That takes a heck of a lot more faith, friends, to believe that than to believe the Word of God. So, not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings. That means the church is suffering. The church will suffer. You will suffer. I will suffer. That's what Paul is saying here. But we still rejoice through it. Let's keep going. Because we know that the suffering produces perseverance. What is perseverance? Perseverance is like when you're running a race and you get tired. You're exhausted. I used to run 5Ks. I used to run three miles a day. I know. Trust me. I don't look like it. I, I got down to the weight of 204 at one point a couple of years ago. And I was running a lot. And I just got tired. And I stopped running. And when I stopped running, I gained weight all back. <laughs> so, I mean, running is good. But you get tired of it. All right? So we're going to get tired, but it, you persevere through it. You push through it, okay? Perseverance, verse 4, perseverance, character. So let's, let's go back. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. Suffering ultimately leads to hope. Without suffering, what do we have? What do we have? Nothing. It, it's easy. Life is easy. Life is good. Why do I need a savior? Life is good. I'm. I, I don't need that. I don't need. I don't need a savior. Life is great. No, if we didn't suffer, 
we wouldn't, we wouldn't need hope. We would have no need for it. Verse 5, And hope does not disappoint us, because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, whom he has given us. And hope does not disappoint us, because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, we can't have hope. So, again, faith in Jesus Christ leads to peace. Peace leads to hope. But we can't get to hope without faith through in Jesus Christ. With Jesus Christ comes the Holy Spirit. God, when we have faith in Jesus Christ, he gives us the Holy Spirit. Verse 6. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Isn't that amazing? While we were still godless, in our sin, ugliness, the absolute worst sin that you can possibly imagine, God died for that. To forgive that. At just the right time, when we were still powerless, we had no power, Christ died for the ungodly. Verse 7. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man. That's true. I mean, not many people step forward to die for a righteous man. Nobody stepped forward to die for Jesus. Okay? Though for a good man, someone who does good, he does good things, someone might possibly dare to die. Verse 8. But God demonstrates his own love, his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We were enemies of Christ. We were separated from Christ. And yet he chose to die for us. Mm, that is that is so powerful. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I don't care if you get anything else out of this. Just hear that verse. Romans 5, verse 8. Let's go on to verse 9. Since we have now been justified, we're just, we're right, by his blood, by the blood of Jesus, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? Another thing that the progressive church doesn't want to recognize, doesn't want to talk about, is the wrath of God. God one day 
will pour out his wrath on this earth. We will come to a point where Jesus says, or God says, Jesus, it's time to go. It's time to go back down to earth. It's time to finish this thing. It's time to bring my children home. And Jesus is going to come back down to earth. And God is going to pour out his wrath on this earth. But how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath because of our faith in Jesus Christ? We have hope in him. We have peace. We we can we can take we can take refuge and courage in the fact that because we have faith in Jesus Christ instead of God's wrath we get God's love and we get God's peace. Verse 10. For if when we were God's enemies we were enemies of God We were reconciled to him through the death of his son. How much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Let me read that again. For if, when we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son. So, we were reconciled to God through the death of Jesus. But Paul says, shall we be saved through his, or I'm sorry, I skipped ahead here. Uh, Enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son. How much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Because Jesus died and he rose again. How much more are we reconciled through his life? Because of our faith in him. Verse 11, not only is this so, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. We were separated from God. But now, because of our faith in Jesus Christ, because we have peace, because we have hope, excuse me, we are now rejoined with Jesus Christ. The relationship is resolved. It's good. We have complete peace with Christ because of our faith in him. Verse 12, Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin and in this way death came to all men because all sinned so this is this is paul talking about adam therefore just as sin entered the world through one man that's adam sin entered into the world through one man that's adam the first adam and death through sin sin the wages of sin is death. And in this way, death came to all men. 
all men have sinned. All men have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Because all sinned. Verse 15, 13. For before the law was given, sin was in the world. So before, before the law was given to Moses, before Abraham started circumcising people and offering sacrifices, there, there was still sin. Sorry, I lost my place there for a minute. I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm kind of losing my focus here a little bit. For before the law was given, sin was in the world. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I was just saying. So sin was already there. But sin is not taken into account when there is no law. So before the law came, before Abraham, again, started doing sacrifices and all this stuff, before the law was put in place in the Old Testament, those sins were not taken into account. Verse 14, Nevertheless, death reigned from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even over those who did not sin by breaking a command, as did Adam, who was a pattern of the one to come. So, because there, because there was no law, what Adam did was not considered a sin, I guess is what Paul is saying here. Verse 15, But the gift is not like the trespass, Trespass meaning sin. For if the many died by the trespass or sin of the one man, how much more did God's grace and the gift that came by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to the many? How much more does Jesus' grace overflow to us, to, to those who have the law? Verse 16. Again, the gift of God is not like the result of the one man's sin. The judgment followed one sin and brought condemnation, but the gift followed many trespasses and brought justification. So, again, the gift of God is not like the result of the one man's sin. So the gift is not like the sin. Okay, the judgment followed one sin. We were all condemned to death after Adam sinned and brought condemnation. We were condemned. We, we deserved death after Adam's sin. Sin entered the world. Everyone after Adam has sinned. There's no question. But the gift followed many trespasses and brought justification. So the gift is the death of Jesus Christ and the grace of Jesus Christ. It is brought, we are completely justified in Christ Jesus if we have faith in him. Verse 17, For if by the trespass of the one man, so the one sin of Adam, death reigned through that one man, death came to everyone through Adam, uh, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace 
and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Amen. For if by trespass of the one man, death reigned through that one man, how much more, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? How much more are we going to reign in this life because we have faith, because we have the grace of Jesus Christ? That is a really awesome verse. And you kind of got to think about it and read it a couple of times to get it to sink into your brain. Because sometimes Paul really gets wordy. <laughs> and so sometimes he's hard to understand just because he's so wordy. And so a lot of times I have to reread verses to, to jog my mind and understand what he is saying. That's awesome. The abundant grace of Jesus Christ. The provision of grace. How much more will we reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? Verse 18. Consequently, just as the result of, the, of one trespass was condemnation for all men, so also the result of one act of righteousness was justification that brings life for all men. Just like Adam, his one sin brought death to the entire human race. Jesus Christ comes. He gives freely of his life. He lays down his life. The Bible says that he took our sin upon his shoulders. Our sin was laid upon him on the cross. Every sin that you have committed, every sin you will ever commit was laid upon Jesus. That is why God the Father turned away from Jesus while he was on the cross. Because God looked at Jesus and saw our sin. God and sin cannot coexist. That's why Jesus had to come. God is a holy God. He is holy. I don't think we think about that often enough. God is perfect in every single way. He cannot coexist with sin. If we were to go into his presence today, we would die. God cannot coexist with sin it is absolutely impossible because he is ultimate the ultimate the 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 ultimate holiness there cannot be any impurity with god and so jesus christ comes and now, because of his death, his burial, his resurrection, his grace, I like how Paul says it here, his abundant grace, we are justified. And we have life again. 
We're no longer dead. We have life. Verse 19. For just as the through the... Let me start again. Verse 19. For just as through the dis, disobedience of the one man, the many were made sinners. Again, just Paul's just reiterating what he said before. For just as through the disobedience of the one man, Adam, the many were made sinners. We were all made sinners. So also through the obedience of the one man, Jesus Christ, the many will be made righteous. Hmm. Because God was obedient, because Jesus Christ was obedient to God the Father, we can have righteousness. Verse 20, the law was added so that the trespass might increase. But where sin increased, grace increased all the more. So that, verse 21, so that just as sin reigned in death, so also grace might reign through, the right, through righteousness to bring eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We can have eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So that just as sin reigned in death, so also grace might reign through righteousness to bring eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Because we have faith in Jesus Christ, we have grace. Because we have grace, we have peace. Because we have peace, we avoid God's wrath. Because we avoid God's wrath, we are righteous. Because we are righteous, we are justified. Because we are justified, we can have eternal life. Praise God. That is the gift of grace. Because of the one man, Jesus Christ, because of what he did on the cross, taking our sin upon him, when we put our faith in him, when we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, I'm trying to remember what, it, what that verse is. Um, I can't remember it now. It's something like if you confess with your mouth, oh, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, confess doesn't mean to just say it out loud when no one's in the room. It means confess. Confession is with another person. When you confess that you believe in Jesus Christ, you shall be saved. That's it. That's it. Because of Christ's death on the cross, if you have faith, if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, Jesus Christ, and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved.
I hope someone listening today will do that. I hope that someone listening today will make that choice to believe in their heart that Jesus was raised from the dead and that they, whoever's believing, would confess with their mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and you shall be saved. I hope that someone does that listening to this episode. Guys, that is it for Romans chapter 5. And it only gets better from here. It only gets better from here, guys. This was a good one. Next week is even better. And I know Paul just says things over and over and over and over and over again. He kind of beats a dead horse, but we have to get it in our brain that the first Adam brought sin into the world. The second Adam, Jesus Christ, rectified the situation. He made a way for us to be freed from sin and to have eternal life once again. Once we get that in our brain, then we can keep moving on. It's a beautiful thing. All right, let me pray, and then we're going to get out of here and end this episode, and you guys can go on about your day. All right? Father in heaven, I thank you for your word, and I thank you for your sacrifice on the cross. And I pray for anyone who is listening to this, whether it's today when this is being recorded, or whether it is 20 years from the recording date of this episode, I pray that they would choose to believe in you, that they would confess with their mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, and they shall be saved. I pray that many will make that choice through listening to this episode. God, I pray that you would just guide us through these these days, these tough, tough days. We have so many burdens, so many things that are against us. I pray that you would help us to persevere, that you would help us to, to praise, to worship through the suffering to glorify you through our suffering because we know that it brings hope. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, guys, have a wonderful, wonderful week, and I will see you again next Friday for another Faith Friday episode. Bye-bye for now.